Hey, sisters, can you believe it's July already? Do you ever feel like summer brings a huge disruption of routine? And sometimes part of that is welcomed. And sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, especially when you are already dealing with the shaky foundation of health that perimenopause brings us. We are already kind of in unstable there. And then we move into a time period where it becomes really difficult to have a solid foundation because our routine is disrupted. And although I think that's valuable, it can feel overwhelming when you're trying to make progress and create new habits and change that make that foundation solid so we can get out of the way for our body and hormones to rebalance and heal themselves and have consistent energy and heal gut health issues and of course release weight. So I wanted to give you the heads up on what we'll be launching in August. I'll be opening up space for my exclusive one month hormone rebalancing private coaching program. It is designed to get you back into clarity, consistent energy and patience for your career, your family and your sex drive to help you end the year and head into the next year feeling lighter and in a body that actually releases weight easily without doing more to help you gain the confidence and motivation to become the woman you know in your gut that you should be. It's perfect for you if you are consumed with how uncomfortable you feel in your body more than 10% each day. I think about 10% as being a normal variable amount that we might be distracted by how we're feeling in our body. The rest of the time, we really should feel great. That's where body neutrality kind of lands us. It's, it's perfect for you if you're finding yourself on the couch most evenings drinking wine or snacking on foods that you know aren't healthy for you and you want to stop but you can't or that you're waking up each night thinking about everything you have to do or everything you should be doing to feel better in your body. If you're finding yourself in your closet every day frustrated with getting dressed if you often wish you had more patience for your children or your partner or the people in your life that and you want to feel happy in your body again, it's perfect for you if you have been to your healthcare provider and of course they're telling you that everything is normal with your hormones but you know you just don't feel right. It is my private program where we speak every week for one hour. We dive specifically into you for customized coaching, both physically and as well around the mindset. It's not just the strategy that's customized to you. It's how are you going to implement this strategy? What are the, the mindset blocks that are getting in the way? And how do we overcome those once and for all? It's limited. I only do this a few times a year. I only take on six to eight women at a time because it is my most intensive and close container. So if you are feeling ready to make some real changes in your life and you want that customized piece, I know for me, anytime I'm really serious about change, hiring a coach or investing in myself is always the surefire way for me to get results. Anyone who comes into this program who genuinely follows the process and completes it gets results and gets to weight release. I 
have testimonials to prove it. So I want to encourage you to apply. If there's if this has resonated at all with you, just click the link in in the caption below this podcast swipe up click that link to apply i don't take everyone i will let you know either way look for an email from me within 24 hours of applying and i will let you know whether we will schedule a free call to talk further about whether it's the right thing for you or not all right sisters let's dive in to this next episode What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, hey, sisters, it's Bria here. I feel like I'm recording this episode and I need to take a great big deep breath and exhale. How are you feeling in your body today? When I ask myself that question, so much has come up recently with a lot of travel, with the, I think the shifting landscape really of life particularly in these summer months. So whether your kids have been out for a month like mine or whether they've just been released for summer, there's a lot that comes with that. I know I talked about this a bit in the last episode. You know, I think the most clear way of recognizing it that I notice in my body when I've thought about it and thought about it is that typically if you are in this perimen- these perimenopause years, which I'm sure you are, and that's why you're listening to this podcast, and props to you for doing that, because remember, the first step in feeling better, in change, in taking control of your body and your life is awareness and giving yourself permission to become aware of that. That's what I think we, we get when we decide to dive out for information and, and look for information on healing or what might be going on, right? When we start to research, it's that initial piece of awareness. We've kind of given ourselves that permission. But I think what what has become so clear to me over and over again is that in these perimenopause years, there's a lot of chaos and instability happening inside of us. And for some of us, it's all, it's, it's complete chaos for others. It's just waves that are a little bigger than they need to be, but either way, it's an imbalance inside, right? It's not just our hormones that are imbalanced, but that imbalance of our hormones throws off the entire imbalance of our bodies. So we're, I really look at it like we're in on in unstable ground inside of us. And when we, when 
when we move into something like summer where all of a sudden routines shift, you know, maybe your kids are home a little bit more, maybe they need to be driven places, maybe they're regular, maybe you're someone whose kids go to camp, you know, the entire summer. But whatever it is, usually this is a time where we take some more holidays where things aren't as routine. And sometimes we really embrace that, right? Like that break from the morning shuttling of your kids to school or the morning or the packing of lunches or the homework, you know, or maybe if you don't have kids, but it's just summer might shift your hours a little bit. Either way, the summer does bring more instability in its own way because it's breaking that mold. And although the, the break of the routine can feel really great, the instability of our new routine of this time, you know, it's like you're already rocky on the inside and now you're on rocky ground. And for me, I can really feel that. <laughs> I've, I notice it every summer, especially these last couple uh, where, you know, it, it almost then not only does it show up more physically in these physical symptoms of not sleeping as well or having more bloating or not feeling like I'm capable to have as regular of a routine even in my health, right? Prioritizing those that healthy movement every day, those healthy meals because we're often eating with other people or we're visiting family or we're traveling there or they're here or, you know, we're on the go a little bit more in different ways or we're just indulging in different things. It, it, it shows up more in my symptoms and then that also impacts my emotions. It impacts my mental health. And today I wanted to bring up something that I feel like I hear, I'm hearing more and more from people around me. I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I think it's always, you know, because our bodies are constantly shifting, our lives are constantly shifting. I like to bring these topics back up here and there because they become more relevant at certain times of the year. And definitely for me, summer and visiting my family can really bring um, the topic of alcohol and how much I'm drinking and that impact of my body and how I feel about it. You know, I start to, you know, notice how much more common it is to be drinking a lot more frequently during this time. And first, I always want to say, you know, I'm not one to say like you should drink, you should never drink that kind of thing, but I want to I like to lay out the facts because for me, when I'm wanting to change, when I'm wanting to make prioritize my health, it really helps me to have those facts in place um, so that I can make an educated decision, right? And then almost take some of the emotion out of it um, because it's the emotion that makes things hard, right? And when we're when we're trying to change or wanting to change, but we're not fully making that commitment, the the that in-between place of am I, am I not, am I doing this, am I kind of doing this, like that's a really hard place to be. I just have noticed how exhausting and how energy draining it is when we're in a place of indecision. So if you are like me and you're heading into the summer and you know that summer often brings, you know, a major alcohol piece and often alcohol, you know, a major alcohol piece usually brings with it more food, you know, more you know, maybe decisions that aren't as great as you might otherwise. And then of course, because we're in this phase in our life, it then brings more fatigue and more night sweats and more bloating and, and potentially more weight gain. We want to just bring it back to this place of clarity um, so that we're prepared to make the decision that is right for us going forward. So if you are in that place and you're struggling with these things, I think this is going to be a good episode for you. 
for me, I have now been on the road for about three weeks and for well, four weeks now, like visiting family, traveling here and there. And the first part of it, when we were away in Costa Rica, we really, there wasn't much alcohol at all. We really took the time to kind of clean out, you know, sleep more, be gentle, that kind of thing. But then I've come to my family, there've been so many celebrations. And I come from a family, you know, one son of my family where, you know, drinking is almost feels like a part ingrained in the culture. Like at four o'clock, we, ha- we sit down, we have a drink, we have cheese and crackers or like charcuterie style. And it's every day, like it's, it's constant. <laughs> Um, and it can, it's almost, you know, it's been my whole life, not that I've been drinking my whole life, but it's been my whole adult life with this part of my family where, you know, it's, it's a part of us coming together. We get together and it brings a lot of warm feelings, a lot of relaxation. Like everyone wakes up in the day, does their stuff, gets their work done, whatever it needs to be done around the house or with the kids. And then at four o'clock, we kind of merge together. We have these drinks. And then, of course, some nights when there's more family around, you have more than a couple drinks. And I have noticed, you know, after the last week, a week of that, it really it really starts to impact my physical and mental health. And it didn't always used to be that way, right? Isn't Didn't you remember when you were younger and you could... You know, you probably didn't have money to drink every day then, but you, you know, you might have some cocktails, you might have some drinks every day. And I realize this is geared towards people who do drink and not everybody does, but you can also apply some of this stuff to sugar and treats because a lot of the problem with alcohol is really the sugar in it or the, you know, the toxic load. And we're going to talk about that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, maybe this isn't for me, just sub out alcohol for junk food or treats or food that's processed that's not helping you because I think you'll find the similar they're completely almost completely interchangeable but for me alcohol is the bigger one and then of course when you drink then you're hungrier or you need more food and then you eat more food that's really not it you're not you're not craving salads when you're drinking you know and then there's more it just kind of carries on and I know that I have come to realize over the years of focusing on my health, of understanding my own body and my hormones and the female hormones specifically, that it, it, it really makes an impact. Now, what you need to know here, what I want to share with you is that I think in general, we think of alcohol, you know, causing weight gain as a calorie thing, right? Like, oh, I'm drinking my calories, right? I'm, you know, and that's why I'm gaining weight or why I'm not able to lose weight. And although Yes, there is a caloric element that matters, right? Like the end of the day, yes, we need to have a deficit in order to release weight. The issue with alcohol, especially in perimenopause, is really more about like the toxic load or the stress load or what I like to consider as the workload added to the body. Because it's not just that the calories are going in and your body needs to now do something with these calories, but that it it's... It's full of, you know, toxins, of course, as alcohol is a toxic ingredient, as well as sugar or, you know, if you're a beer drinker, it's almost like you're eating bread, right? Like as well as, you know, those types of like non-nutritional ingredients that create a heavy workload on the body. Anytime we drink alcohol, the body, it's a depressant. So the the brain releases cortisol and adrenaline to hype the body back up. Now, as we know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, cortisol is really one of the heavy 
problems for us because it suppresses our progesterone, throwing off that progesterone estrogen balance. And that's where most of our problems are coming from. Like 99% of women, especially in the 35 to even 50 years of perimenopause, are really struggling with not enough progesterone and not enough androgens. It's estrogen can often be in a surplus during this time before it dissipates after menopause. So that that's what exacerbates so many of our issues. It's what causes us to store fat. It's what causes us to be more emotional, to have suffer with depression and anxiety and low libido and exhaustion and night wakings and, and um, night sweats and hot flashes. So we understand that it's really less about the calories and it's more about now the body's got to deal with this excess toxin and deal with the cortisol coming into the body. So now there's a like a, a surplus of cortisol on top of that that the liver has to process and while like while it's suppressing all these other issues. So it's kind of wreaking havoc in our body. And the other thing I think that's really important that I didn't understand beforehand is that alcohol, like the impact of alcohol, that cortisol response or that stress response in the body takes at least five days to get it out of your system. So even if you're one of those people who's like, I just drink on the weekends, you're just getting past that load, that workload, when all of a sudden a new workload gets dumped on you, right? Like if you're going Sunday through Thursday not drinking, and then you're just drinking Friday and Saturday, for example, then all of a sudden you're just kind of getting your head above water or your body is on this workload when a new workload gets dumped on it. And that's one of our major issues in these years. We The body is busy. It's too busy. It has too much of a workload. The energy supply and demand are off. So it causes, um, you know, it's difficult because it's already, our body doesn't have more time or more energy to handle this. So then it goes almost into like a, I think of it like when your, when your phone goes into the battery saving mode or the low, whatever, it turns yellow on my iPhone. I remember that's what the body does. It like suppresses your metabolism a little, right. And kind of amps up fat storage because that's all it can handle. And it's very confused and chaotic state. So that's what you really need to know is that it's less about the calories of what you're drinking. Obviously, those play a bit of a role, but really in perimenopause, the bigger issue is the workload, the toxic load that it's created, and it still takes at least five days to get it out of your system. So what do I, what am I saying here to you? If you are really trying, if you're really trying to lose weight or feel better, let it go. Get up, get moving, go to bed early, save your alcohol for for the major celebrations in the year, you know, one or two times in the summer, or play with giving it up altogether for a month or so. I have done this several times and now I'm back in this pocket again where I am taking an elongated breakup with it because you know, we're just maybe in a bit of a toxic relationship. That's what I think about it. I need a little space from alcohol to recognize, you know, what, how it serves me and how it doesn't and what my, you know, the clarity of my relationship with it. It really is like having a toxic relationship. Now, when I have taken these long breaks, I haven't done it alone. I, you know, I'm the kind of person and I really encourage this for anyone. I always really invest in the changes that I need to make. So whether that's therapy, whether that's been paying for a course, whether that's been joining like a mastermind or joining a um, community, a membership community, or whether that's actually hiring a coach specifically to help me. And I want to recommend if you're someone who, you know, if 
like me, I often have these moments where I'm wondering how healthy this relationship is that I have. I haven't got to that point where I've given it up forever, but I've taken two months off at a time here and there to really kind of reset and get clarity in my mind and my body and see what's going on. Um, so there's a woman named Rachel Hart. If you just Google Rachel Rachel Hart, take a break. She runs a really, she's a very powerful, you know, alcohol-free coach that really addresses this. And another one, a great book that I have read several times now by Annie Grace called The Alcohol Experiment. And she walks you through reading, you know, I like my books on Audible, but there's like 30 chapters, a chapter a day that sort of teaches you and gets your mind in that place where you're focused around letting go of of alcohol for that time period. So if you have trouble letting it go and you really want to work on your mindset around that, check those out. And a couple other little tips that help me a lot is trying out, you know, bringing kombucha or like soda water, Perrier, bubbly water, things like that with me when I'm going to parties or having them at my house if I'm having people over so that it doesn't feel so strange right away. But I will tell you now that I'm back, you know, in this place where I've taken three, four days off, I sleep so much better like so much better. And then I have much more clarity in my mind and my body digests things. I have, I repair for my workouts better. And overall I have more energy and patience. So for me, it's a very clear fix the more I do these things. What we need to know, this is what I wanna share with you. What do we need to do? If, whether you're going to drink or not, I think that it is really important to recognize that like alcohol, much like sugar and treats and things like that are really designed to be done in celebration. We want to drink in pleasure, not in numbing, not out of control. And and we really want to explore our feelings around why we drink and how it makes you feel afterwards. I know there have been many times in my life where I'm frazzled and I just kind of want to shut out the world. It makes me emotional thinking about it. So that's when I want to reach for a drink. And I have learned at this point stage in life that that is the worst time to drink. If if you're using alcohol as as a, as a pleasure, as the pleasure, or if you're using alcohol as the escape, then it's time to look a little deeper and understand. Now, if it's something you do once or twice a year, I mean, big whoop. But when it becomes a more regular part of your life, anytime we use anything in a way is not designed to be used, that's considered abuse. And this is how, these are the way I talk to myself, the things that make a big impact because when I pull out alcohol for a month or two, it is shocking the difference that I feel in my body, but it's not as simple as I'm just going to pull this out. Sometimes I've had clients and they just pull out alcohol and it makes a huge difference. For me, it wasn't just pulling out the alcohol. It's pulling out the alcohol that gives you the clarity to actually do the work that is keeping you stuck. And this goes the same for, you know, eating foods that maybe aren't serving you that are maybe keeping you stuck in your self-sabotage cycle or, you know, keeping you exacerbating your perimenopause or hormonal imbalance symptoms. This goes the same for all of those. That's not the work Giving up the thing is not actually the work. The work is dealing with what comes up 
and what is driving you towards doing that, right? What's creating the habit? What's pushing you toward the habit? And I know for me, I spent a lot of years numbing. I didn't want to experience what I was experiencing in my life. I didn't want to think about the dramas or the struggles. I wanted to be comforted by it. You know, I wanted to just for block out the world and forget things. Um, I needed more pleasure and joy in my life. So I turned to alcohol. And again, those are such big red flags because, you know, we want to, again, I think that there's an appropriate time to celebrate with alcohol, you know, like toasting champagne or having a glass of wine when you're in a country and you're, you know, enjoying like that, the culture and its food. But that's, we want to look at it almost as the icing on the cake of the experience, right? When it becomes the pleasure, when you need it in order to have fun, when you need it in order to block out the world, then we want to take a really good hard look at why. What are we missing? Because sisters, that is the answer for what's happening and disrupting your body to this point. That's the reason you can't release the weight, not the alcohol, what's underneath the alcohol, not the sugar, what's underneath the sugar, right? What's the drive so that you can't let that go? Because I have yet to meet a client who genuinely has their four health pillars locked in they're sleeping well they're eating well you know and and they have they have that mindfulness and fulfillment and joy in the other parts of their life and they're moving in line with their body that you know that are struggling with their hormones this really is a major disruptor think alcohol or at least it is for me because not because again not because of those calories but when i follow that bouncing ball back to where it's driving me from why it's there in the first place that's when it becomes so obvious to me that there's another issue. And these are the issues that throw us off at midlife because we're finally ready to stop suppressing those things. We're finally intolerant of the things that we have swept under the rug for so long. So drink in pleasure, not in numbing, and really explore your real feelings around why you drink and how it makes you feel afterwards. Maybe you are totally fine with it, or maybe it's a part of that self-sabotage or bad cycle. Only you can say these things, right? What has helped me a lot is getting real with myself around how it feels after a drink or two or three or four, how I sleep that night, you know, how I crave food, how I talk to other people, how I feel in my body, how I feel about myself the next day. And of course, you know, if it wakes me up at night, if it's disrupting my sleep, what the opportunity cost is for my mind and body and soul when it's already on shaky ground. For me, I've had to take a good hard look at what are the other ways in my life I can find joy, I can find peace, I can find calm, I can find fulfillment. Because life is about more than drinking. It is about more than treats and sugar and, you know, carb carbs or what simple carbs, things like that, that we get so caught up on as women. So how you begin to cope, again, take a look at this summer and decide what you want for you. Decide if you are gonna have more wiggle room this summer because it is a lighter load with your routine. Decide what you wanna explore in yourself. Have a goal, have a plan, have a focus, and then get some support 
to come in and help you with that. So whether you want to hire a coach like me who's gonna give you specific direction and support to handle the real work, not just the surface work of what actually makes the impact on our hormones, right? Or maybe you buy that buy that book or you know make a small investment into a course, whatever it is, make the decision of what the thing is that you've been avoiding giving up or that you have been contemplating in your mind. Because I'll tell you this, so often when I talk to my clients, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's in a hormone healing analysis or whether it's in the posse, when we really drill down, their gut is telling them right away what they think it is. And chances, most nine times out of 10, they're right. Nine times out of 10, by the time women get to me, they have an inkling of what the issue is and they just need permission to believe in that, validation that that's a real thing to care about and and support and direction on how to keep going and get through it. Because do not forget, consistency, like that elevation of our mindset around how our body is and should feel and deserves to feel, aligning with our behaviors to like line up with that, consistently over months, not weeks, not days, it's months. That's where our results are. That's where the body you dreamed of is. That's where the life is that you're dreaming of, right? That's where it all is. And make no mistake, it doesn't matter how old you are or in how much hormonal chaos you're in, you can get results and you can get back to being that woman and being a better person than you have ever been. You can feel better in your body now than you ever have You just need to take the right steps. And those steps are getting clear on what you want for your body, on what the things are that are getting in your way, and then hiring someone or taking a course or investing in something to help you process through why those things are getting in your way. Okay, sisters, I want you to go out this summer, be more in your life and not just less on a scale. Remember, This is what I designed my one-on-one coaching for. I am opening up spots, so make sure you apply. If you're even thinking about it, just apply. I don't take everyone. I'll respond to you whether your application was approved or not within 24 to 48 hours. We'll have a call so that we can make sure it's a fit and walk through everything. And if it's not a fit, I will point you in a direction because my deepest passion is for more women to feel amazing because women are magic. All right. Go out, be more in your life, and not just less on a scale. Take action today. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.